1: I find it strange that whoever it was in their wisdom picked this weekend as Priesthood Sunday didn't see perhaps the gospel reading. Because I don't know about you, but for me the first thing that I thought of when I thought of one who leads this little child, this little one, astray, should have a millstone tied around their neck and thrown into the sea, the first thing that came to mind was sexual abuse by priests and the great scandal, betrayal, and horrific crime of abusing a child. So it's a weird place to put Priesthood Sunday. But it is what it is. And upon reflecting on it, I thought of this. That first of all, you know, we don't have to go through this whole thing about the abuse again. We know that the abuse by clergy is real. It is historical. It has caused people great damage and great pain. And here in Syracuse, we are in that process. We've begun that process of mediation. Under the Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceedings, now there's, I think, 367 cases, and they're going to go through a process of mediation. And so it won't be just whose lawyer is louder, whose lawyer is faster. Federal judges and mediators will sit and look at each case and see what needs to be done. But you know, it's clear from research that the catholic church is not the only organization that has experienced abuse by its leaders abuse by roman catholic priests is at the same level as it is in other denominations especially protestant denominations so perhaps celibacy is not the key factor We also know that many of the abuse cases of the 367 here in Syracuse, some of them are scouting leaders, teachers, teachers' assistants, sports uh, coaches. It's all sorts of people. And if we're really honest with ourselves, we will admit that we know that abuse also happens, especially in our families number one source of abuse of a child is by a family member. It is tragic, but it's very real. So caring for children and respecting children and preventing abuse is something that affects all of us. The church has done a really horrible job of trying to cover up at times, and so we have to pay for that. But it's a reality that is part of all of our stories. I think though, when we look at the notion of abuse of a minor or abuse of any person, we can get very easily distracted by the sexual nature of it. But from what I've read and I've studied, sexual abuse is not primarily a sexual issue. It is fundamentally an issue of power, of domination, of control of the other. Some priests think they're God's gift to the world. And sometimes their own dysfunction gets to them and they take advantage of children. But we all know that happens to adults as well. Not in the same way, but we encounter priests who use their powers to bully their way through parishes. Right? They have complete control. And I've got to tell you, it is very intoxicating to be a pastor because you really do have a lot of power. There are some controls in place, but really there's a presumption that you are a good person, that you are striving to be holy, and you are working in service to God's people. I think that's a fair presumption to have of our priests but we know that sometimes me and other priests are still working out our own crap, you know? <laughs> We're not perfect. And sometimes we take advantage of situations. We impose our way of thinking. And I, th- I believe that as we celebrate Priesthood Sunday, we as a church have to examine what priesthood means for us. Is it really someone who is the boss? Can we have a church where the priest is part of the community but doesn't have all the authority? The same goes for our bishops. Our church, as you know, is progressing slowly towards a synod of bishops in 2022, October of 2022, and it'll be on a topic called synodality. Sounds complicated, but it's really simple. Synodality basically is the concept that the church, since its very foundation, has made decisions by agreement, usually agreement of bishops and experts. How do we open up, and this is what Pope Francis is saying, how do we open up this process of synodality to include more people, not just priests? Bishop Lucia, in a few weeks, will be having a special mass at the cathedral to begin that process here in Syracuse. And it's something we're going to be hearing about more and more and that we need to be attentive to. It's not just pious talk. This is a way for us to reimagine how we function as church. We're not changing the basics of the faith but the way we as a community govern ourselves. So it's not about one person having all the power. The disciples, you know, couldn't handle that somebody else was doing something that they were doing and they wanted to control it. They wanted to have complete control over Jesus' ministry. And Jesus says, relax if they're not against me they're with me we don't have to control everything now I dare say that that fault or tendency is not reserved to priests all of us at different times in our lives want to tell God what God ought to do right in our heads most of us have had and do have a plan for our life. And oftentimes, most of our prayer is a prayer to God saying, Lord, here is my plan. Would you please follow it? And good luck with that, right? It doesn't happen that way. Jesus invites us to let go of our need to control and to have everything organized on ourselves and to allow God to reveal himself to us, to allow God to reveal his plan for us. But it's scary as heck. It's scary as heck to let go and to trust. But again, that's why Jesus became one of us, to show us the path. He trusted even to the point of death, And when everything seemed lost, he was found to be alive again. That's what we're invited to at this Mass today, to come up to communion, receive the Lord, and to say, Lord, I'm going to let go of control. I'm going to let you lead my life. And I trust that that Holy Spirit who came over their 70 elders, who was with Moses, Who hovered over jesus that same spirit that is in me and you that same spirit will show me the path the way forward i will not be afraid if you are with me if we can make that prayer honestly how happy can we be freed from that anxiety just to trust in the lord lord whatever comes tomorrow I'm going to face it with you. I'm not going to worry about it now. Imagine the freedom. Imagine the peace we would have. It's not easy, but it's our call as Christians to embody that peace and to radiate that to others around us as a church and in our own lives. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit.
0: Hi friends, it's Adam from Assumption Church. If you like our weekly podcast, I want to invite you to check out Assumption Today, our daily podcast with Friar Robert. That's based on the readings and the feasts and celebrations of the Church. Episodes are never longer than three minutes, and it's a great way to start your day or to wind down in the evening. You can listen by going to Anchor.fm/AssumptionToday, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also add it to your Alexa smart speaker by saying Alexa. Open assumption today.